0: You're listening to a podcast from Newstalk ZB. Follow this and our wide range of podcasts now on iHeartRadio. One, two, one, two. The Re-Wrap. G'day there and welcome to the Re-Wrap for Valentine's Day. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking breakfast on Newstalk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn Hart. And today we romantically look back on uh, whether uh, a third medical school is a good idea, how many people watch the NFL, where all the rubbish bins gone? and why concrete is so expensive. But before any of that, uh, this courier poll out of the weekend's really made an impact on Mike. Uh, he noticed what came in third.
1: Interesting poll out. A 7% of voters think the Treaty of Waitangi is now the most important issue. Now, is that a big number? Not really, but when you look at it in context, it actually is now. This is the Taxpayers' Union Courier poll. This is the one that gave back the massive boost the other day, along with the National Party, a boost. Uh, and the Greens plummeted, and the Labor Party sort of sort of fell a little bit, but not much. Anyway, cost of living, not surprisingly, is the most important event for us. Twenty four percent, twenty four percent of us quarter of the um, population think the cost of living, the economy in general, which, to be frank, is the same thing, isn't it? The cost of living and the economy are the same thing. So twenty four and eleven, do the math, thirty five. Uh, so most of us are worried about the cost of living. Uh, but then you've got housing at five, environment at four, tax at three, poverty at three, employment at two. Therefore, Treaty of Waitangi in at seven is the third most pressing issue at the moment. So once again, I reiterate, I think ACT are onto something.
0: And I disagree. Um, because I think if you asked all the people in the poll, what's your third biggest issue? None of them would have said uh, treaty. Well, some of some of them, no, none of them actually Because I reckon that 7% of people said it was their biggest issue and none of the rest of the people thought it was an issue at all. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. Statistics, eh? Tricky old business. Now, uh, we've got a medical school being built in the Waikato. Or
1: have we? The thing you ask, or at least I asked yesterday, when we heard about the University of Waikato and the Ministry of Health signing this memorandum of understanding for this third medical school, why have we had to wait this long? eh? How was it possible, for example, through the government of the last six years, during COVID, when it became astonishingly clear how short of doctors we were, when the waiting lists once again got the heat of the public anger, when the number of students dropped away both locally and internationally because of the closed borders, when the stats around the GP showing us how many were about to retire were published, and how more and more of us couldn't actually even get a GP because their books are closed, where just this week we've heard yet again from the GPs and the crisis they are in. With all that mounting up, all that clear and present danger, and the seeming mass agreement, we are indeed short of talent. I don't think anyone argues about it. Why the hell haven't we been training more doctors? Is joining the dots really that complex art? Why the hell have we only got two med schools, for example? And so the announcement within the promised first 100 days, some common sense, something a bit practical that looks like tangibly, if not solving, at least in part addressing a very obvious problem, uh, we've got 300 New Zealanders, for example, a year training in Australia. Why? Surely we can keep some of them at home. We have students who graduate leaving the country. Why? Surely we can work harder to keep some of them at home. Surely we have more candidates than there are actual places. Surely a third school helps address that. And so the business case is now going to be made, and in time, I assume, they will actually get something underway, some real courses teaching real students who will pop out and do some much-needed real doctoring in a country like most Western countries these days who operate a public healthcare system barely holding it together at best. Good government is about common sense, practical ideas, and solid solutions. You would not have thought a third medical school was really that difficult, and yet it took until this week, but at last the wheels are actually
0: turning. I'm speaking as somebody who comes from uh, Waikato. Uh, I didn't go to Waikato University. I didn't go to any university. But just based on the people I know from that area, it does worry me a little bit that They might be training people to be doctors and nurses. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. The hey, um, did you watch that Super Bowl thing? Um, if you didn't, you might actually be in the minority.
1: Well, the facts are in. The Super Bowl broke records for audience. 123.4 million Americans watched it. They have specific numbers these days. Back when they landed on the moon, the numbers weren't as specific. But the thinking is that it was the most, the Super Bowl, the most watched television event in history. The moon landing got about 120000000 million-ish. This year's record breaks last year's record. The point being, sport unites us, whether in America or globally or anywhere else specifically. Further, it was pointed out, as the numbers were revealed yesterday afternoon, that the NFL, the National Football League, is breaking viewership records. As CNN put it, the NFL continues to be one of the only communal viewership experiences remaining in the media landscape as programming becomes more fragmented across streaming services. The league has proven that it is one of the only remaining entities that can draw large live audiences. Every year, the NFL games make up the vast majority of the most watched television programs in America. In 2023, 93 of the 100 most watched programs on television belong to the NFL. Now, why do I tell you this? One, Because as an American football fan of some 40 years now, I've watched it develop. Two, those numbers, although for America, are being replicated globally. It's a sport on the move. Three, there are lessons learned for every major sport in every major country is having trouble attracting a crowd. Now, the commonly used excuses locally are, oh, the entertainment dollar's stretched. There's so much on. And yet, look at the NFL. You think Vegas had nothing else going on apart from the football? Or rugby. The game stop-start. The rules are too complicated. Really? Nothing's more stop-start, piecemeal and complicated than NFL. And look at the numbers. Part of the audience uh, was made up of those who watched it on Nickelodeon. Who watches Nickelodeon? The kids. Join the dots. See, so you got heroes, you got star power, you got drama, you got marketing, you've got the next generation. It is the blueprint. The NFL faces the same issues every sport that struggles faces. And yet, look at the stats, look at the records. Being successful is an attitude and a strategy away learn the lesson
0: so the Taylor Bowl or the Super Swift or whatever you want to call it uh, second only to the moon landing imagine what would happen if we sent Taylor Swift to the moon uh, I would, I'm getting straight onto that not sure about bringing it back the rewrap hey where have the bins gone
1: apparently they've gone Uh, Is that a good idea? Mike, they've removed 2,000 rubbish bins from Auckland. Please ask about that. It's funny you should say that. I was having a discussion with my wife about that just yesterday because she came down the hallway and she said, they've removed rubbish bins in our neighbourhood. And we have a sort of a collective neighbourhood and we sort of all share towards its communal upkeep. And the rubbish bins are all gone. So now we're having to look to some sort of private to go buy bins, you know, for the dog walkers. And also they're no longer mowing the booms and so we're going to have to hire somebody private to mow the booms as well. So that's all on us. So we're we're paying for that, and so that's fine. And so the question is raised, what is it that councils actually do? Oh, that's right, all the peripheral bollocks that they shouldn't. Do you take rubbish bins away? I don't understand. We need more rubbish bins. And
0: it would cause serious consternation to me if I'm out walking the dog, and I know where, I know where all the rubbish bins are. When you're a dog owner, you know where the rubbish bins are. You know how long you're going to have to be carrying around that bag of poo for before you can plop it in a bin. Imagine if you... you And then you come around the corner and the bin's not there anymore. And you've got to take the poo all the way home. Bloody hell. I mean, I, I was in uh, Mount Mangonui relatively recently. They've, they've just finished uh, a walkway along the beach. Fantastic walkway. And one of the things that makes it fantastic apart from the drinking fountains that has also drinking fountains for the dogs, is they've got monster rubbish bins all the way along it, like big ones. So you can put your rubbish in. And when other people put their rubbish in, that doesn't mean that two lots of rubbish make it overflow. Why is it that so they can get these things right some places and not others? Why? And yes, a lot of that walkway is made out of concrete. Some of it's just sort of decking, which is also quite cool. But a lot of it's concrete. I hate to think how much it costs.
1: Morning, Mike. Love you. But you need to get it together. As it's simple, it's a simple one or two. One, do it yourself, which you say you have no idea, so it really leaves the second option, which is two. Pay a tradie their worth for their trade that they work in daily. If you don't like paying somebody for their profession, leaves you back at option one. Let's suck it up, buttercup. Make a decision which will be a concrete professional, which I highly recommend. Uh, Marty Black Concrete. Apparently, Marty Black, he's the man in concrete. You're going to concrete? Marty Black's your man. Anyway, have a great humpback. Straight talking Marty Black. too. Straight talking Marty Black. Um, look, it's just, you know how you you think something's going to cost something and then it comes and costs something like so much more you just can't believe it? That's that's the problem. It's blowing my mind, that's all. Five minutes, not that there's much there to blow. Yeah, Mike cough, copped a bit of flack for not being very manly,
0: for not being prepared to lay his own concrete. Um, but I have tried to do it and it goes wrong very, very fast. And I've tried to do it on a couple of occasions and I've sworn never to go anywhere near concrete again. And so I gave it a go, so this manliness covered off, but I failed. Does that make me less manually because I just couldn't do it? That stuff, it sits before you can get it exactly the way you want it. I can't work under that kind of pressure. Oh, this podcast is finished before I wanted it to as well. I guess I've got to work under this kind of pressure though. I don't have much choice, and I will again tomorrow. I'll see you then.
1: The Rerath.